Hi, Bother Brigade. Here's what's bothering me today. Let's just get this over with. So, we're going to do a deep dive, as it were, or rather a sum up, if you will, into all the ways in which this was not a peaceful protest, because over the past 24 or so hours, I've seen a lot of people, especially right-wing and American news media organizations, talk about, oh, look at the police moving in, and, like, it's just so terrible what they're doing, which, I mean, hey, finally welcome to the ACAB club, by the way, but they keep saying, it was a peaceful protest, it was a peaceful protest, this, you know, I don't know why they're doing this, they're attacking peaceful protesters, you know, they'll, they'll use the kids' gloves on BLM activists, but, you know, for a peaceful protest, where they've occupied downtown Ottawa for weeks now, you know, they're just clearing it out, it's, it's terrible violence, you know, it was a peaceful protest. That fucking ends today. We've actually already gone into this before on this channel about all the ways in which this has not been peaceful. So as a refresher, I wonder how things are going so far in the nation's capital. Well, as trucks started to roll in, people pointed out that on Elgin Street, there was a truck that was flying both the Canadian and the Confederate flag. And in case you're wondering, uh, that wasn't the only Confederate flag. There was also this beauty spotted on Parliament Hill, featuring a semi-truck on the face of it. But sadly, as I'm sure many people have seen and heard, that wasn't the worst flag to be seen on Parliament Hill. Here are some, quote, very fine people waving fuck Trudeau flags and also a Nazi flag. Nice. And you know, their freedom was so infringed upon, which is why they were allowed to move freely to another part of the area where you can still see them here. So, you know, that kind of tells us that they weren't exactly asked to leave. But again, that wasn't the only swastika that people spotted. For example, there was the revelation that conservative member of parliament, Michael Cooper, supporting the anti-vax convoy being interviewed in front of a swastika. Just a normal, peaceful protest. This sign where people were calling to assassin Trudeau, where the S's are made of the Nazi Schutzstaffel, were on Parliament Hill. Signs like this were not uncommon, according to people who were there, and as we can see, with just clear photo evidence. And then the other thing that happened, well, among many other things, uh, but something that happened that garnered the attention of a lot of people in equal measure was this, where protesters decided to deface the statue of Terry Fox, a national hero, an icon, giving him a hat, looks like it's a Team Canada hat, draping him in the Canada flag, and also flying the Canadian flag upside down and making him hold a sign saying mandate freedom. Which, you know, we're gonna come back to that in a hot second and what Terry Fox's actual views would have likely been given his actual life story. But um, stunning ignorance from this group of people is sadly not surprising to me. However, as someone so, you know, generously pointed out online, because parking trucks on the War Memorial wasn't enough of a dick move, how about defacing the statue of Canada's most beloved figure who died fighting cancer? Cancer patients are at higher risk of infection and death, but sure, he would totally be anti-vax and anti-mask. Yeah, right? And again, we're gonna come back to that a bit later, but also, oh, right, yeah, I kind of forgot to mention that these same chuckle fucks parked on the National War Memorial. Some were even so audacious as to park on the stairs leading up to the Tomb of the Unknown Soul. And again, folks, it unfortunately just gets worse from here.
After explaining to these less than fine Canadians of the hallowed grounds upon which they trode, this was their reaction in the name of freedom. Unsat, which I'm assuming is short for unsatisfactory, uh, which I mean, yeah, it is, but isn't that just so insane? Talking about, yeah, freedom, and you know, we gotta support veterans, and this is against tyranny. Meanwhile, someone is literally dancing on top of the tomb of the unknown soldier. What the actual fuck is wrong with you? But again, it just gets worse, right? These people are complaining about stuff not being open. They apparently went to a nearby mall uh, without masks, of course, forcing a lot of uh, the shops to close early. Yeah, you clearly care about small business and business interests and getting the economy back that you're literally forcing businesses to close. Yeah, real smart, you know, 400 IQ, 4D chess shit you got going on here, people. But again, it gets worse. Apparently, there is a like homeless shelter or charity in Ottawa known as the Shepherds of Good Hope. I think they run both a homeless shelter and a soup kitchen. And the latter is what we unfortunately need to talk about in the wake of this asshole convoy rolling into Ottawa. Hi everyone, thanks for bringing this to our attention. Earlier today, our staff and volunteers experienced harassment from convoy protesters seeking meals from our soup kitchen. The individuals were given meals to defuse the conflict. Management was then informed of the issue and no further meals were given to protesters. Our soup kitchen is committed to providing meals to people experiencing and at risk of homelessness in Ottawa. This weekend's events have caused significant strain to our operations at an already difficult time. So, um, yeah, again, trucker convoy full of real fine people, you know, we should totally be supporting these people. They're very much against, uh, you know, communism and anti, you know, authoritarianism and all this stuff, which as some people rather funnily pointed out. Wait, the convoy protesters wanted free socialist soup? Cream of irony. Right, like isn't, oh my god, this is all so stupid and shameful and disgusting on the part of these jackasses currently occupying the downtown of our nation's capital. And unfortunately, it still kind of gets really worse from here, right? We've come here to help get rid of people like you from your tyrannical shit. You, you're a bully and you're so pathetic in life. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What can you do? Okay. Okay, you are so pathetic in life that you have nothing better to do than to enforce mass shit. You know that? Yeah, so that, and that makes you feel good about yourself. And that's, and that's This happened at a friend's workplace an hour ago, here in Ottawa. Guy then came back in and physically assaulted the hotel owner. Fuck anti-maskers and fuck this convoy. And that also would explain why various other stores in downtown Ottawa decided to close to, you know, not deal with the harassment and abuse from these terrible people in the Flu Trucks clan. But now we unfortunately have the disgusting cherries on top to the situation. And again, the weekend isn't even over yet, so who knows how worse this gets by Monday. The Ottawa paramedic confirmed to CTV Ottawa that reports a person died due to a delayed response time caused by the protest is false. They did say protesters threw rocks at an ambulance Saturday on the 417 and racially abused the driver. Another incident of rock throwing occurred on St. Laurent Boulevard. That vehicle was heading downtown. None of the EMS personnel were injured in the incidents. And someone else confirmed it saying new rocks were hurled at an Ottawa ambulance and racial slurs at the paramedic from a truck that was part of the protest convoy, says Ottawa paramedic service spokesperson. Paramedics working downtown asked for police escorts because they didn't feel safe. 
And so now we just kind of have a grim summation of the situation from people in Ottawa. There's people shitting in snowbanks and sidewalks, taking food from the Shepherds of Good Hope soup kitchen for the homeless, Nazi flags waving around, Confederate flags, question marks, business owners being bullied and threatened to be forced to serve them for free or else, people harassing others for wearing a mask, monuments being defaced, the unknown soldier was literally turned into a dance floor with people chugging beer on it, the horns have gone on apparently for upwards of 30 hours straight, people's pets are becoming traumatized as a result. I left Alberta for a reason. I don't need it coming back. And another person just kind of saying a lot of the same things, but also pointing out how silly it is that they would deface the Terry Fox Memorial has the following very astute summation of the whole thing as well. Using Terry Fox as a symbol for an anti-vax rally, a man who fought against disease and was immune compromised himself because of it. Dancing on the grave of the unknown soldier, the literal icon of fucking sacrifice we have in this country. Drawing swastikas on the Canadian flag and flying them in your protest. Driving people insane with your honking so you don't have to take social responsibility and wear a mask or get vaccinated? Disgusting. I am deeply ashamed to be Canadian today, living in the same country as people who refuse to care for those around them. Where were you assholes when real injustice was happening? Yesterday's events have shown some of the true colors of this country, and surprise, surprise, they're deeply privileged, racist, anti-Semitism, and anti-science. And yeah, that's pretty much the grim and unfortunate summation of what's happening in the absolute central core of our nation's capital right now. The Freedom Convoy or the Truckers for Freedom, the Flu Trucks Clan, whatever you want to call these absolute jackasses, shitheads, douche canoes, whatever term you want to use for them is likely to be accurate, except for anything involving heroes or freedom, as we've seen how they've behaved which is, you know, worse than any possible previous protest, right? This is easily the most egregious shit I have seen and heard from any protest in Ottawa, and that is saying something. These absolute scumfuck people who are to blame for all the bad news coming out of this, all those terrible, awful fascist signs, all the terrible Confederate flags, all the terribleness coming out of this, and the harassment, and bullying soup kitchens, and deliberately blocking paramedics, and defacing national monuments and statues. This is the work of the heroes of the Flu Trucks Clan, the Freedom Convoy, as they negatively impact the freedom of the people of Ottawa, especially in the downtown area. Yeah, such wonderful people. So that was during the opening stages, and then when they realized there was a bunch of backlash to that, then it became, oh shoot, we gotta change gear. So, uh, look, look, see, we're cleaning up, and we're not decorating the Terry Fox statue anymore, and, uh, uh we're, we're respecting the National War Memorial now. See, look, look, we're having some ceremonies, and we got veterans here, you know, like, it's, it's actually totally fine now. Please pay no attention to the fact that how we initially reacted is how we'd actually like to be all the goddamn time. So there was that first instance. Let's then also talk about the other instance where I pointed out that these people were, you know, not exactly the best and brightest among us and were not peaceful. It's about freedom, right? That's why the protest has people afraid to leave their homes, businesses afraid to open, people being assaulted and threatened. That is fascism, not freedom. But you know, it's such a peaceful protest, like they have bouncy castles. It's totally not fascism at all, which is why the peaceful protest they have to shut down half of Ottawa to protect citizens from. 
But it's peaceful. It's fine. It's a party. The bouncy castles in no way are being used as a fascist way to, you know, show that, look, see, we're defending children and uh, our children's future. Please ignore the fact that this is basically trying to distract from all the various stories of abuse, which I'm definitely going to get into. And uh, please don't pay attention to the fact that this also means we're essentially using children as potential human shields to drum up sympathy if and when this eventually comes to violence. Which is what they want, by the way, but moving on. But you know, they're fighting for all of our freedom, right? And they're really thoughtful people. It's official. My father's surgery has been canceled, meaning he'll be in severe pain and with decreased mobility for the foreseeable future. Tomorrow, I'll walk to work in plain clothes so that I'm not harassed for being a healthcare worker. But your freedom is being infringed upon. Yeah, we're going to come back to that healthcare worker one in a hot second. We're just still going through the whole BS, it's about freedom nonsense. I do not stand with the freedom fighters or truckers blocking the border. You want to participate in society but not do the things that protect society? Whose freedom are you fighting for? If you walk beside racists, you are a racist. Freedom for all Canadians includes protecting our most vulnerable. You're tantruming for your privilege, not fighting against oppression. I mean, yeah, she's absolutely right. And there are lots of people who have done really great summations about how absolutely BS and terrible the freedom convoy actually is when you look at the bigger picture. From the Toronto protest, imagine holding patients, hospitals, and healthcare workers hostage and calling yourself a freedom fighter. Yeah, it's about freedom, which is why people are scared, they don't want to leave their homes, and uh, you're shutting down borders and the economy, we're all going to come back to that in like several hot seconds. It's about freedom, and you know, we refuse to live in fear, which is why we're so deadly afraid of getting a fucking needle for this country that they pretend to care about. If your freedom convoy means that healthcare workers need to hide, LGBTQ2SIA folk are harassed, BIPOC people are scared, Indigenous people don't feel safe, and vulnerable residents walk in fear, then it's not about freedom, it's about entitlement and supremacy. And oh yeah, we're gonna come back to like all these things. We're, we're, we're going on a journey here, folks. A very grim, dark journey into the absolute BS that is the Freedom Convoy, currently in Ottawa and several other Canadian cities. If you can afford to travel across the country taking weeks off work while literally building saunas in the street, you aren't oppressed and are very much free. Oh yeah, these people have been building saunas recently because you know, they're, they're so oppressed, right? Which is why there's the bouncy castles, right? We're fighting for freedom, which is why there's bouncy castles that haven't been taken down. And you know, we're having like impromptu dance parties in the street. And again, this is all clearly managed to craft a sort of, look, see, it's peaceful. It's just people having fun. Please ignore the myriad of stories of all abuse and harassment, etc., that unfortunately it is now time for. On January 30th, a local of Ottawa decided to go out and get the lay of the land. I went downtown late yesterday afternoon to get the lay of the land. Here's what I saw with the Flu Trucks clan in the city. This is an attempt to frighten people. They were loud and harassing people on the sidewalks and in their cars. It was a display of letting us know they are here and can be violent at any time. A lot of the women, non-participants, walking alone on the sidewalks looked terrified. This was echoed by my pals living in the area. They felt too unsafe to venture out. The signs were racist garbage. Lots of people were complaining about immigrants coming through our open borders. Saw a few give Nazi salutes to each other as they passed on the sidewalk. One guy quipped he would hug another, but he was COVID positive. He was not wearing a mask. Of fucking course not. They were loud and abusive on the LRT, both to and from downtown, openly hostile and not wearing masks. 
Store slash restaurant workers looked scared to serve them. I passed one place off bank where the entire restaurant was packed with them. The employees behind the counter looked like they were at their wit's end. One woman, a member of the convoy, pulled her young daughter close and told her to always stay by her side. The kid looked frightened. The mom obviously didn't trust the men she was walking around with. The pure cacophony of noise was what I imagined hell would sound like. Jeering protesters, loudspeakers, non-stop honks, fireworks exploding. I can't imagine what it must be like for residents who are sensitive to noise being subjected to that for hours on end. They stormed the Rito Center just as I was leaving. They also burst into a soup kitchen and demanded they be given food meant for the homeless. I don't know how the police maintain there hasn't been violence when they are being aggressively hostile. So intimidation is not violence, it is intimidation, still really concerning. And before people think, oh, well, that's a one-off. Again, see my previous videos talking about various similar incidences throughout the downtown corroborated by several different sources, including eyewitnesses. And then again, there's also this one. Just came back from a walkthrough with a friend from the Ottawa truck convoy. About 10 minutes into our walk, we were yelled at and physically threatened just for wearing our masks. The streets are bare and trucks are parked everywhere, even in the middle of the road. And it's a whole little thread, but it like veers off into other territory of stuff. I'm just trying to focus on the kind of what's been happening and the harassment, abuse, and in some cases assault that has been happening to the innocent people of Ottawa while these people have gone in and are still showing, look, see, it's a peaceful protest and really it's not at all. What you are looking at is an LGBT-friendly business known as Happy Goat Coffee Company having been vandalized by members of the convoy. But it's about freedom and totally not hateful at all. See also a previous video about the other problems with certain flags. And you know, they really care about people's freedom and how the people of Ottawa should be free now, rising up in celebration, which is why this happened. On February 4th, courtesy of Mushu Ice Cream, we are closing early tonight, Friday, at 6.30 p.m. and staying closed over the weekend until Wednesday, February 9th, fingers crossed. One of our staff was physically assaulted on their way to work today, blocked on the sidewalk by two men and shoved to the ground for wearing a mask. Based on the accounts we've heard from our neighbors, this behavior is not an isolated incident. It's taken the day for us to let it sink how not okay we are. Please pardon the last minute change and we're sorry if you braved a trek to support us to find us unexpectedly closed. But you know, they're about freedom because they, like us, are just so tired of the pandemic, right? And we want to get back to normal and we got to open up the borders and open things up again. We got to get the economy going, which is why they've been blockading different border crossings, most notably in Coots, Alberta. And also recently I heard something going on in like the bridge in Windsor, Ontario, down at the southern tip there. So, um... Yeah, they really care about the economy and businesses and getting back to normal. And it's about freedom, which is why they're harassing people, minding their own goddamn business on the way to work. Take a motto from your own fucking version of the libertarian flag and mind your damn business. And you know, as I pointed out in several of the other videos, right? Yeah, there's a few bad apples. In fact, the entire goddamn barrel is rotten at this point, right? If you don't want to stand behind the truckers, that's fine. Feel free to stand in front of them. It's not like numerous protesters in the States have been killed by people running them over. And it's not like Republican legislatures aren't making it so that that's actually legally allowed. They're making the threat explicit. This was one local's response to my post about GoFundMe canceling their fundraiser in my local Facebook forum, and I've seen it elsewhere. Many of these same people said all lives splatter to indigenous and BLM protests. 
but it's about freedom, right? And there's only a few bad apples, which is why we have all these stories here and all the stories in other videos. And unfortunately, the arguably grotesque and very dangerous and concerning cherry on top was the following story from February 6th. I've been hesitating to post this publicly, but I feel I must for the safety of downtown Ottawa residents. Here are the facts. Last night, two arsonists brought a full package of fire starter bricks into our building's lobby at 5 a.m. The building is located at Metcalf and Lisger. We were able to see the building's video footage of the event. These two men got into the lobby and began lighting the full package. The building is old and has wood paneling on the walls. It is also located at the epicenter of the convoy protests in Ottawa's core. One of them taped up the door handles so no one could get in or out. This is the most insidious part of the experience beside the lighting of the fire. After a night of blaring horns and fireworks until 4 a.m., some residents had yelled and pleaded with protesters outside to stop. As the fire was being lit, a tenant walked by and nervously asked who they were. One admitted being part of the convoy protests. The tenant quickly got into the elevator and arsonists continued to ignite the package. Once lit, it grew and nearly touched the wood panel walls. The arsonists escaped out the side door as video shows the fire growing. After speaking with many residents, it became clear that certain protesters outside became very aggressive and angry at the tenants in the hours leading up to the arson. Not all protesters, but a few screamed and were clearly upset by the confrontation earlier in the night. A good Samaritan was walking by the door outside and saw the fire. Luckily, the door opened after some struggle with the taped handles. He got in and was able to extinguish the flames. It is clear to us, as residents, that this was a blatant reprisal by protesters. Not only have they subjected Ottawa residents to widespread harassment, assault, and aggression, but now an attempt to light an entire building on fire. Our hope is that the Ottawa police and Jim Watson will heed Catherine McKinney's calls for an immediate and firm resolution to the convoy's occupation. This incident could have ended much, much worse. What the fuck? It's about freedom and look, see the bouncy cows and we're just having parties and like, it's saunas, it's all just good vibes, man. It's not dangerous at all. Fuck off. Absolutely fuck off anyone who's defending this at this point. People try to light a building on fire and try and trap people inside. That is not peaceful. That is not anything about freedom. That is reprisal and fascism. And for a while, media was kind of silent, which is why some people were rather rightfully saying things like, I kind of feel like the fact that two men who are likely participants in the auto occupation attempted to mass murder an apartment building of people by setting it on fire and locking them inside should be getting a lot more media attention, but I'm no news editor. Yeah, like, like actually, so messed up. And again, right, we had like stories about uh, paramedics being targeted. So these people are not here for freedom. They are here to be hateful, spiteful, terrible people who are desperate, as we pointed out in one of the previous videos that again, will be linked down below. And so we've already like at the start of this talked about why these people are here, at least ostensibly. Again, we're going to get into that. But again, a sort of summation of all that's happened so far is pretty telling in terms of how terrible the convoy is. Freedom Convoy List of Accomplishments Actual Crimes Defaced Terry Fox Statue Danced on Tomb of Unknown Soldier Parked on Cenotaph War Memorial Defaced War Statues Climbed on War Memorial Peed on War Memorial Stole from Homeless Assaulted Demanded Stole Food from Homeless Shelter Assaulted Fights in Rideau Center with Store Clerks Accosting LRT Masked Riders As per the local rules 
peed and pooped in many downtown public places, despite being provided porta potties from the city, which has never been done before for any black, indigenous, pride, or other protest in history, by the way. Public intoxication, fighting, assaulting police and residents, throwing beer cans at media or anyone with a camera, uttering threats, and then they have related to crimes, which is the one about facilitating the death of one individual. That was proven to be fake news. But what's not fake news is costing the city of Ottawa, which is not the seat of power for mandates, it's Toronto, provincial government mandates, by the way, $800,000 a day in policing. They also shut down the Rito Center and they shut down the entire city LCBO network. The LCBO is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. That is where you tend to buy your wine and spirits and stuff like that. The beer store is where you buy your beer. They also share a list of all the bylaws suspended for protesters, which again has been unprecedented in any other protest today. So this is just like a whole bunch of stuff over the past week. And sadly, folks, we're not done yet. Again, back on January 31st, when a lot of this stuff was getting started, there was a really gross revelation. Ottawa City Councilor on radio now says a protester defecated on the front steps of a couple's home after yelling at the couple for flying the rainbow flag in their window. And in case you're wondering, yes, there's evidence. Thankfully, it's blurred here. But as they point out, one of our members in Catherine McKinney's ward had rocks and snowballs thrown at her windows because she had a pride flag hung up. A protester also defecated on her fire escape and threw human feces against the wall. Why is this disgusting harassment allowed? Because the police aren't here to protect you. And they definitely kind of agree with the protesters. It's why y'all should defund the police. This is all related to Ottawa, right? Now it's time we talk at least tangentially about some of the other protests that have been happening. Most notably the other big one in Ontario, which is the one that happened in Toronto. Remember how at the start I said we'd come back to nurses and, you know, having to be protected and hide from the freedom-loving protesters, right? This is the part where we talk about that. The convoy that was headed to Toronto, they wanted to get right around Queen's Park, which is the area that hosts the legislature of this province. In the area is what's known as Hospital Row. So there's a lot of hospitals, lots of healthcare workers around. And that's why, in the interest of protecting the safety of healthcare workers, the following became revealed to the just so frustrated and tired people of Toronto. Unreal. In advance of convoy protests this weekend, health workers in Toronto are being asked not to wear clothes that may identify them as health workers. They used to clap and bang pots for us. How do we get to a place where health workers must hide in public just to be safe? Not even kidding, it was in a memorandum. You can see it right here. Out of an abundance of caution, Toronto Police Services suggests you not wear clothing which might identify you as a hospital worker on your way to and from work. Which, as someone rightfully points out, police escort to work. This is nuts. Speechless. And somewhat dryly and humorously, but yet showing just how absolutely bonkers the situation has gotten. Who'd have guessed that in 2022, it'd be safer to be a Nazi in public than a healthcare worker. And so I guess it's time we kind of start diving a little bit deeper, right? I've just shown you a bunch of different examples and linked to previous examples showing that this is not a few bad apples. The barrel is rotten to the goddamn core. And we are gonna come back to that, specifically some of the leaders and organizers and the funding for the GoFundMe and a whole bunch of other things. So I guess this means we finally have to start talking about the organizers. And there are two main and rather infamous organizers that we're definitely going to focus on. The first is Tamara Lich. Who is Tamara Lich, the spark that lit the fire? Lich resigned from the Maverick Party this week to devote herself full-time to the Freedom Convoy protest. 
So this lady is the main organizer behind the GoFundMe. She kind of went dark after the first million dollars were taken and it's gotten a little sus since then. Now, very quickly, the Maverick Party is a party that advocates for not only Albertan independence, but just general Western Canadian independence, which is why the idea of these people waving Canadian flags is just like, okay, but like the people you're supporting want to leave Canada. In fact, Tamara Lich at one point actually wanted Alberta to separate, join the United States as the 51st state so that she could have Trump as her president. But you know, this is about freedom, right? And it was just a few bad apples at the protest in Ottawa and at the various other protests. It's, you know, we're all tired of things and there's no ulterior motives here, which is why American Republicans are making a big stink over refunded donations so they can't fund a little insurrection in their closest allies' capital. Hmm. The next person we unfortunately need to talk about is Pat King. And so, you know, I'm just gonna let the man speak horrendously for himself but um trigger warning and content warning for white supremacy racism and anti-semitism because of fucking course you got another thing coming i have a record the size of my fucking arm i am not a nice person and i know what's coming and i know what i'm getting prepared for and i'll tell you right now not a single person out there who's fucking gonna be able to stand up to what's coming. I guarantee it. And I guarantee it, each and every one of you are gonna run like little bitches. Yeah, I said little bitches. Cause I've had just about enough. All you little fucking pukes, give her. Can't wait to watch you cower and fucking run in shame. Run scared. <laughs> I got pepper sprayed. <laughs> I got rubber bullet in. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. Rubber bullets and pepper spray or fuck all. Wait till the real bullets start flying. And then we'll see where you're at. To the rest of everybody else, I love yous. Thanks for all your support. This comment is absurd. It's like the people that are defending Pat King have no idea who he is. Not only is he a white supremacist, he's incredibly racist, and this is long established. Anyways, trigger warning. What I am as a patriot who loves my country and doesn't want to see my culture be destroyed. Because our culture is 100% hardworking, honorable Anglo-Saxon, unless you want to change your national language to Chinese or Mandarin or Hebrew. You might want to change your, uh, your name to Ishmael or drop a bunch of chains down the stairs and call yourself Chongqing Chingchang. <laughs> And that's what the goal is, is to depopulate the Anglo-Saxon race. Because they are the ones with the strongest bloodlines. We're going to have to take up arms, we're going to have to get violent, and we're going to have to oust this government. They've basically taken over the trucking industry. Seems like a totally stand-up dude, right? And just in case the point wasn't hammered completely home, here he is literally laughing at the fact that people in downtown Ottawa haven't slept for 10 days. Somebody wants to know what if they honk. If you honk and there's police around you, you will get arrested. Take the arrest, take the ticket, do what you gotta do peacefully. Remember, these people haven't been able to sleep for 10 days, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty hilarious. Uh -huh. So now you've got the citizens of Ottawa are requesting the municipality of Ottawa <laughs> to put in an injunction to stop the horns, and now they put an injunction in there 
and, and now they're asking for the feds to come and negotiate and get us out of their city. It's working. It's working beautiful. It's awesome, guys. So, yeah, I'm not laughing. You're laughing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how we can hug and laugh and have a good time. And things were working. But it's not malicious at all. It's about freedom. And you know, like we're sympathetic, right? Yeah, they're so sympathetic. Their main guy and people all in the chat and his wife or whoever are all just laughing at tormenting people for days. But also notice how at the end there, when he's saying it's working, it's working. We're gonna come back to that very, very soon. But before we do that, I want to point out just how much of a fucking hypocrite this white supremacist piece of trash is. Here he is, several years ago, talking about the uh, indigenous railway blockades. And notice how basically it's like, when we do it, it's fine. When people I don't like do it, they need to die. Now we've got paid protesters shutting down trains. You've got the Mohawk. These people are being led to believe something that isn't true. These people are being misinformed. And now they're hurting Canadian industry, Canadian infrastructure, Canadian goods and services getting to market. They are basically trying to handcuff us. Now, if you took a group of yellow vest people and they all went out and they went to stand on those tracks and do it, we'd be shot with rubber bullets and arrested immediately. These people aren't even touched. So what does this say? What is this giving you a sign or like some kind of glimpse of what it is? These people are untouchable. You've got a government that is standing behind them saying that civil disobedience is just, it's warranted. So yeah, these are the two main organizers, a pro-Alberta and Western Canadian separatist and a literal goddamn white supremacist. Great stuff here, totally not sus at all. But hey, that was from like nearly two weeks ago. So we unfortunately need to update that. So what have these petulant jackasses and man babies decided to do for the past few weeks uh, at the, you know, supposedly peaceful protest? Well, on February 8th, fearful Ottawa residents flee downtown as protest drags on. Residents fed up with noise, harassment, and threats of violence. For 10 days, downtown residents have been subjected to relentless honking, random fireworks, and choking diesel fumes from trucks parked near their homes. They've expressed outrage over the open display of hate symbols, and some say they've been subjected to racial, homophobic, and transphobic slurs. Others claim they've been attacked for wearing masks. Which, you know, we kind of already went over, right? But unfortunately, it just gets worse and worse from here. When the whole Windsor thing was happening, some jackasses wanted to do a slow roll to intimidate children at school. What school is doing this vax clinic? I can get a group there to slow roll and intimidate. Now, thankfully, the person right under there said big no, but still a problem, right? Now, unfortunately, this is just the tip of the terrible iceberg. We got a lot to go through, so we're going to try and quote unquote run through this real quick. And so from February 9th and moving onward, truckers and supporters using fake emergency calls to tie up emergency services. These aren't the best people. And that was quoting a tweet saying, for example, auto police said yesterday they worked with police in Ohio to trace and identify fake calls to emergency services. Police said the threats were designed to deceive and distract resources as they tried to police the trucker convoy paralyzing the downtown core. Great people here. On February 10th, Press Progress released an article saying elementary school students and teachers dealing with harassment as far-right convoy occupies Ottawa. Ottawa School Board confirms incident outside local elementary school. But it's a peaceful protest. 
And because it wouldn't be a time without talking about Pat King, here he is saying at some point, we will be the new government. We will just take the power and share it together. One force, peaceful. As long as the same governments with the same people are there, new restrictions will come. And yes, new people can be better. Certainly we will never do what they did. It is our shot now. Old leaders never change. New leaders have a right to try their best shot. And we will give our best. I love you all. Please share. But remember, folks, it's about freedom, which is why he's calling for a coup. Going back to the kids real quick, there were just protesters outside my kid's school, approaching them and screaming at them, we're doing this for you. It was my oldest daughter's school, grade eight. They end earlier. She said they were outside honking, some getting in their faces, maskless, of course, screaming. She's home now, thank God, now worried about my younger kid's school when they get out. So frustrating. She also just told me one of the protesters approached a teenage boy threatening him, wanting to fight him, police were there. As far as she knows, the boy was not physically harmed. Again, thank God. But it's a peaceful protest. Meanwhile, in Edmonton, another hate crime reported in YEG, a 59-year-old Filipino woman assaulted outside a coffee shop, yet cops are tearfully thanking the Freedom Convoy. I don't recall mass rallies or cop tears after any of the hate attacks this city has seen. Do racialized women deserve freedom? Apparently not according to the Freedom Convoy, but again, it's a peaceful protest. Veterans who aren't part of the in-group are also getting targeted. Canadian Century on Twitter pointing out, so this is a peaceful protest? Showing a screen cap of someone who sent them several messages. Watch your step in our city, you fat fuck. We're more prepared than you. We're more equipped than you. We're watching. We're coming. Such a peaceful protest. Oh, and remember how there was, you know, that unfortunate story about the arson attempt, right? And how that was really fucking scary? Well, some people were kind of doing some sketchy stuff related to that. A Reddit user writes, Just witnessed some occupiers testing handcuffs on the doors of the building across from me. Half the group was inside pushing on the door, while the other group outside put the handcuffs on the handles. Managed to get videos and photos and have opened a police case. Absolutely terrified of why they'd be testing handcuffs for. But again, it's a peaceful protest. On February 12th, Leah Gazan posted, The occupation is not a working class uprising, and in fact, is anti-worker. 1,500 retail workers have been impacted at the Rito Center after the mall was forced to close due to extreme harassment by maskless occupation participants. But it's a peaceful protest. Police have responded to over 400 calls for service related to the demonstration since they began. In total, over 50 criminal offenses are being investigated. 11 of those were hate crimes which resulted in charges against four people. But it's a peaceful protest. Cause you know, it's always a peaceful protest when hate crimes happen, right? And going back to Windsor after they said that they are commencing enforcement of the Ambassador Bridge and clearing people out, this lovely Twitter account had this to say. Windsor police will pay for this. Can't wait for Windsor police officers' families to not have their loved ones come home. Smiley face. But it's a peaceful protest. On February 15th, CBC reported on the following happening in Okanagan out in BC. CBC has learned that aggressive protesters were allowed to confront children on school property in the South Okanagan after police and school officials failed to intervene. The result was a racist verbal attack on a student.
such a peaceful protest. So let's talk about the Coots border blockade real quick. Quoting an article about how the RCMP charged four men with plotting to murder officers in connection with the Coots border blockade, Justin Ling said, I take from this report that this group at the Coots blockade had a very specific list of people they planned on killing. It's worth noting, as Anti-Hatesia has done really well, how closely linked they are to a prominent member of the Ottawa occupation. Which as someone else pointed out, so people who were arrested and charged with weapons possession and conspiracy to murder in Alberta belong to the same groups and associations as people who are right now standing in Ottawa. Just so everyone knows that. There are two groups. This is the Cross Country Network. And remember folks, it was such a peaceful protest at the Coots border blockade, which is where the RCMP seized the following. Ah, uh, where would Canada's right wing be without the FX9 and MCR? And again, you know, peaceful protest. Conservatives saw the Nazi flags. They saw the convoy leaders and spokespeople spew vile hatred. They saw convoys try to burn buildings with people inside. And they still backed the convoy. Don't cry when people connect you to these Nazi fucks. Which again, right, it's a peaceful protest. Quoting someone who pointed out, an Alberta security firm infiltrated the core group blockading the Coots border. It found a far-right Christian movement where some discussed blocking airport cargo terminals and saw kids as a potential shield from police. Quoting them, someone else said, things I've heard on Zello, the walkie-talkie app. You can have more children, but once you lose Canada, we can't get it back. Put the bouncy castles up strategically. Get the children to form a human chain when the tack team gets here. If I go out for my country, my kids are going out with me. Just more evidence of that super peaceful protest, right? On February 17th, someone posted that Ottawa Police Service received prior intelligence reports confirming that the Freedom protesters were organized by domestic terrorist crackpots, but now at least we know what Ottawa Police would do if they had any intelligence. People have also been making parallels between the Freedom Convoy and domestic violence, which as someone pointed out, very apt comparison. There are so many videos of these so-called peaceful Ottawa occupiers bullying residents who've pleaded for compassion only to have their tormentors mock slash gaslight them, justify the abuse, and revel in the powerlessness of their victims. And remember folks, it's such a peaceful protest that they are abusing and harassing Christians in the streets. The abuse and threats I've received from anti-vaxxers and supporters of the Ottawa occupation and convoy since this was published yesterday afternoon rather proves my point. Irony always finds a way. And you know, the protests are so peaceful, which is why the lady who got the injunction filed against the protesters has been facing death threats and had a truck try to run her over. Cause you know, peaceful protest. Whether people like to admit to or not, the convoy is actually dangerous as some plotted to murder cops, attempted to burn down an apartment and push white replacement theory, which makes the situation much different than civil rights, indigenous and leftist protests. And again, right? You know, these are things that happen at a peaceful protest. It's also why stories like Mustafa Farouk are happening. A lot of people have been arguing that the protests are super peaceful. Today, as the crackdown on the Ottawa siege began, one of the protesters tried to pick a fight with me on my way home. He leaned into my face and screamed, freedom. I told him, politely I would think, to take a step back. He came up so he was literally pushing on me, screaming that I should go back to where I came from. I wonder what animated that. I told him to not touch me. He said, what are you going to do about it? I had no interest in getting into a fist fight with this individual, but I repeated to him again that he needed to back off. Now. I think he saw the look in my eye and decided to back off. I'm pretty privileged. I'm a larger dude and my dad put us through every martial arts training regimen possible. I generally feel pretty safe walking outside and I refuse to be intimidated. 
but this is not what I would call a peaceful protest. And uh, yeah, journalists can confirm this as well. Such a peaceful protest. And again, because of the occupation downtown, the Speaker cancelled the sitting of the House of Commons today, which was agreed by all parties. Kind of rich to see the Conservatives say the Emergencies Act was not necessary, while also agree to cancel the sitting because it was not safe to meet. Cause you know, peaceful protest. CBC has hired private security to protect their reporters. I suspect other media may have done the same. This is not a peaceful protest. Wow, shocker. If your solution to a teenager asking you to wear a mask in a movie theater or getting a vaccine so you can eat out of Kelsey's is a coup d'etat, you have issues. Nah, man, it's a peaceful protest. What makes the convoy different from protests that Ottawa had seen? The trucks, for sure. But more than that, while participants claimed to put pressure on the federal government, they systematically harassed, targeted, and put pressure on residents. Because that's what you do at a peaceful protest. And it's so peaceful that as of 1.40 p.m. on Saturday, police had not sent mounted units into the crowd in a move similar to what was seen on Friday. Tensions had escalated with Ottawa police saying that demonstrators were assaulting officers and attempting to seize their weapons. Cause you know, that's what you do at a peaceful protest. It's also why protesters continue to launch gas at police. Police response will be with public and officer safety in mind. Cause bringing gas and improvised explosives and fireworks to a protest really means that it's a peaceful protest, right? I can't imagine bringing my kids to a protest and then putting them between me and a police line as little shields. Jesus Christ. Cause yeah, using literal children as actual goddamn human shields is what you do at a peaceful protest. It's also such a peaceful protest that the following was spotted. Yikes, all the tow truck drivers have covered their vehicles and are wearing bright yellow masks to hide their faces. The Emergencies Act gave the government the power to force the truck drivers to remove vehicles with pay. Reports where they were afraid to anger the protesters. Cause yeah, when you are so afraid to interact with people, that totally shows that it's a peaceful protest. Some protesters have ramped up their anger at journalists. Glenn McGregor and I were both doing reports at a camera and protesters surrounded us, yelled fake news, lies, Nazi, disrupted Glenn's live hit. One guy spat at us and then followed us as we left, getting worse. Which, you know, really hammers home the point that it's a peaceful protest. Oh, and then there was this nugget that has gone incredibly underreported. New, the Ottawa hospital has locked down its civic and general campuses following a bomb threat. Cause that's what happens at a peaceful protest. Anti-maskers went from using children as shields rhetorically, feigning concern for their mental health, to using children as shields physically, putting them directly in harm's way. Perhaps none of this has ever had anything to do with the well-being of children. It's also definitely not a peaceful protest. And we talked about Glenn McGregor earlier, so let's actually just show the clip. These protests are uh, being harassed, screamed at, as you can hear. Uh, this is the one thing, uh, Yasmin, that unites these groups that have been protesting here in Ottawa for the last three weeks, is the way they feel about the media. And they are venting it uh, loudly and uh, often, as you can tell. So uh, we are
Thanks, Yasmin. Appreciate it. I was doing a live hit with MSNBC this afternoon when our crew was mobbed. One guy actually spit at us. Others called us Nazis. MSNBC had to cut it off almost after it began. Then they chased us down the street to our bureau. Such a peaceful protest. So yeah, that is just a literal goddamn mountain of evidence and testimony from people over the past few weeks in the city of Ottawa, pointing out all the ways in which this is not and never has been since the fucking beginning, a peaceful protest. Anyone, whether you're a Tucker Carlson or some fucking right-wing grifter or a left-wing grifter from America defending these like ridiculous convoys, if you are anyone trying to remotely claim for whatever reason you have for supporting these convoys and these protests, if you are trying to claim that this has been just peaceful, you are absolutely wrong. There is no way you can defend and justify that. All the bouncy castles and the fun hot tubs and the parties does not discount the sheer mountain of evidence and the harm that has been done to the residents of downtown Ottawa and all the various testimony and all the lawsuits. Sure, you had your little fun at the expense of everyone else as we've pointed out in this unfortunately long video. So yeah, folks, if anyone ever says that this was a peaceful protest, just show them this video because you can't actually challenge any of it because these are all things that actually grimly unfortunately happened which again thanks to video evidence and everything else we have seen from coast to goddamn coast that this is not and it never has been a peaceful protest it is anything but and the fact that people are trying to make it seem like it was just a lovely peaceful little protest and they're the poor victims of police brutality no absolutely not the case it is absolutely unhinged for people to say that and we can literally prove it with everything that you've seen in this video the freedom convoy isn't about freedom and these peaceful protests are anything but and the fact that there's like thousands of people who believe that these are peaceful is definitely disturbing and it's definitely what's bothering me today.